Welcome to the Legacy Church Amelia Island podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Wherever you're listening from today, we believe that this message will help you to know God and leave a lasting legacy on this earth. My name is Jaron. I live in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I'm 28 years old. As of two months ago, I'm engaged. I know. Yeah, had to marry her, dude. You can't break up with a girl who listens to those true crime podcasts. <laughs> you got any psychos in here? There you are, I see. <laughs> I see y'all guilty up there. You see a white girl with headphones in, they don't even listen to music anymore. It's just stories of murder. That's it. That's all it is. You take their headphones, it's just, and then he cut her arms off, right? Like that's what they're listening to now. It's ridiculous, man. And they're learning. I don't like that. Uh-uh. We were watching a movie a couple weeks ago. My fiance, she goes, well, I think they put the body in the river. And I was like, no, it would float. And then she said, not if you puncture the lungs. I don't like that you know that, okay? (laughs) The only reason I do shows anymore is so you can see my face. If this is on the news, she did it, okay? 100%. 100%. Had to marry her. You can't break up with a girl who's learning how to hide your body, okay? Can't do it. She's beautiful. Fellas, how many here are with a lady who's prettier than you, huh? Nice. That was so free for you, and some of you messed that up. Some of you, I, yeah, some of you, I said that, and you went, what are you, dumb? Come on, man. I teed that up for you. <laughs> she's, she's prettier than me, man. That's, what you, that's, that's the dream of every guy. We got to find a lady who's prettier and then just trick her, you know? And just be like, ah, you know? Yeah, she's beautiful. And I look like Biff from Back to the Future. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? In his prime, not old Biff, all right? Like good looking Biff. <laughs> Don't cover your mouth. Let that out. That's my ministry, all right? Are you afraid it's going to come out of there? <laughs> I love watching people laugh, dude. It's fucking, ladies, you laugh hard enough, you start slapping each other for some reason. <laughs> some of you don't make noise, though. You just let loose. You just let your whole body just flop around silently. Just... And you suck it back in. Ah, oh, it's good. Let that out, all right? <laughs> and there's always some lady who will shout, Stop, I'm going to pee! Ah! Ah! <laughs> Sorry. I'm not trying to pick on the ladies, all right? <laughs> I've just never heard a guy be like, oh, 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 oh. Ooh, I got a tinkle, you know? Like, <laughs> always, always a girl who says it. <laughs> it's dumb. That's dumb, man. My fiance, she's she's not only pretty uh, on the outside, she's beautiful on the inside. She's joyous. She's compassionate. She's brave. Man, I don't know about y'all. Spooky season, not my time. No thanks. I'm afraid of a lot of stuff. This girl's brave. Anybody in here into ghosts? Anybody into that stuff? You are? Yeah, dude, I can't do that. I'm like, like <laughs> I'm not going to be a good dad, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. If my kid comes to my room at 2 in the morning and is like, <laughs> Dad, I saw a ghost. I'm like, bro, <laughs> we're moving, all right? Like, 
<laughs> I'm out on that. Don't wake your mom up. It's too late for her. Let's go. Like, <laughs> I can't do that stuff. My neighbor is convinced that our apartment complex is haunted. That's right. I live in an apartment. Okay. I'm a renter. You knew that. <laughs> I don't have homeowner energy. All right. But he's convinced that our apartment's on. He's telling me all the time. He's like, Jim, I don't get it. Like, my, I'll just be in my living room. My lights will just turn off. And then they'll turn back on. All the lights in the house just turn off, turn back on, turn back on. I'm like, Josh, your unit's not haunted, okay? Our building was built in 1997. <laughs> Am I crazy for thinking this? Ghosts are old, right? You know what I'm talking about? So don't get uncomfortable with me. I, this is a real thought I had. Every ghost you've heard of is like from the 1600s or something. Like, <laughs> I'm saying, tell me when you've heard of a 2004 ghost. You haven't, okay? You never heard of someone be like, yeah, my air vents just whispered to me at night. How did Lost end? You know, like that's not. <laughs> that's a good joke. Some of you don't like it. <laughs> I can't do that stuff, man. Not going to be a good dad. I, I did say I'm 28. I know. Guys, I grew up in the Bible Belt, 28, engaged. Whew, that's old. Christians get married real young, you know, <laughs> for one reason. And um, <laughs> the tax benefits, you know. And uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to get you some emails, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, I cannot believe he made that joke, you know. That's funny. <laughs> All our friends got kids. Any millennial parents in here? Any millennial parents? Nice, there you go. Millennial parents right here. There you go. Do your kids got stupid names? <laughs> Don't look at them. It's okay to laugh, all right? Have you, met, have you met kids these days? You met families and you don't know for the first five minutes if they got children or pets. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I hate that all of you are like getting real. You're like, you don't want to laugh because you're sitting right next to them. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about, dude. You meet somebody and they're like, yeah, I went to the park last week with Spartacus <laughs> and Apollo. <laughs> and you're like, are those your dogs? And they're like, no, those are my sons. Our dog's name is Jacob. <laughs> Switch them, dude. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. But uh, I <laughs> can't. I, I, uh, I'm glad that we're doing this. You know, this is like the, is this a kind of place where I can't say the word Halloween? Is that a bad word around here? <laughs> I grew up in the Bible Belt. We didn't say it. All right. We don't do Halloween. We did the Hallelujah. He is risen harvest festival. <laughs> That's it, baby. That's right. And everybody had to wear a Bible themed costume. All right. And so every kid shows up in his dad's bathrobe with a big stick, you know? And we're like, I'm Moses, or whatever. <laughs> My mom would never let me do the Halloween costume I wanted to do. It was Bible-themed. I wanted to be Adam before the fall. <laughs> I don't got the body for that, all right? <laughs> That's funny. It's Bible-themed. I grew up real strict household, man. My parents didn't let me do a whole lot of stuff. We weren't allowed to read or watch Harry Potter, Y'all like that here? Any parents who were like, don't let my kids read or watch Harry Potter? <laughs> I feel you get uncomfortable, don't worry. <laughs> I'm not going to make fun of you. My, my, I, I get it. My mom was like, Jaren, it's witchcraft. It's witchcraft and it's potions. <laughs> potions, Jaren. 
But now if I have a headache, she comes around the corner like, well, all you need is two drops of peppermint and thieves. That's a potion, Christy, okay? Yeah, you can't just call a cauldron a diffuser and make it holy, all right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, if you're an oils mom and you're offended, you just put some lavender on it, all right? <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny. <laughs> I love doing Sunday morning services, man, because some people show up and they're like, when's he going to get to the serious part, all right? <laughs> We're not, all right? <laughs> Can I give you a secret that I've learned uh, over the last couple of years? If you're struggling to find joy, this is, this is 100% real. If, you, if it's been a while since you belly laughed, like you haven't let go and laughed in a minute, I'm going to give you the secret. It's going to sound like I'm making a joke, but I'm very serious. Lower the bar. Lower the bar, because someone, does it feel, let me ask you, let me ask you this way. Does it feel like everyone in the world is just like right here? You know, like just buzzing, ready to fight at any moment? Like, it feels like things have gotten like definitely worse, okay? Because I was at the store last week, and I saw a fist fight at the store. I know, like people are just on edge. I, I don't know what the fight was over. It was in the grocery section. I saw someone get punched in the face, right? And I was at Target. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, that's Walmart behavior, Okay. That is. <laughs> if you're doing that at Target. <laughs> but it does. It feels like people are just here, man. And, and I'm going to tell you, like, what I, <laughs> what I learned uh, is that it, whatever you're training your brain to look for, you're going to find more of that, right? And so it seems like a lot of us have gotten into this mode where our brains are trained to look for what's wrong with the world, where you're walking outside and you're looking for that mask, that not mask, that t-shirt, that yard sign, that bumper sticker, whatever it is, and your brain is just like, <laughs> and it's keeping you angry, right? And what I realized is that the same way my brain had been trained to seek those things out, I could retrain my brain to, instead of looking for those things first, I could train my brain to look for moments of hope, opportunities to serve and love those around me, joy, movements of God happening. And I'll tell you the secret is that my looking for those things didn't make them happen. They were already happening. I was just missing them because I was focused on other stuff, right? And so I've been looking for more fun. I've been trying to find fun in my life, okay? I've been very intentionally seeking it out. I'm going to tell you, it's everywhere, all right? The Starbucks by my house has two entrances to get inside. I hung up two signs that said, please use other door. <laughs> people aren't mad when they see the first one all right when they walk around a whole building and see that second one that's free okay i thought i was gonna watch a middle-aged white lady bust through the door yeah nothing's getting between Catherine and her pumpkin spice <laughs> go to a fast food place y'all got chick-fil-a down here right any Chick-fil-A fans? Okay. First of all, I don't know if you've been to a Chick-fil-A recently, but they've made some updates to the parking lot. All right? Every Chick-fil-A I go to has got a 23-lane highway outside. <laughs> Is that the same down here? You pull up, and they're like, going down to lane 12, right? And you, <laughs> you get down there, and some 8-year-old kid runs out of your food. Like, there's, that's illegal child labor. I don't know where they're finding these children, right? I know where they're finding them. They're homeschooled. But you get it. Like, <laughs> they are. 
It's like their economics class or something, right? <laughs> I, did a, I did a viral video about Chick-fil-A a couple years ago. The whole premise of the video was how uh, Chick-fil-A employees are a little too nice, a little too helpful. Um, like I, in the video, like we got a Chick-fil-A employee mowing someone's yard uh, and saving someone from a fire and all this stuff. And like that was a joke when I made the video. But I don't know if you guys have seen the viral videos of Chick-fil-A employees. Uh, did you guys see the one a couple weeks ago where that kid saved that lady from getting her car stolen? You know what I'm talking about? If you haven't seen this video, it's, I mean, a guy jumps in this lady's car and a very tall 12-year-old comes running out, headlocks him, throws him over the shoulder onto the pavement. Right, and people keep sending me the video. They're like, Jaren, what do you think about that? What do you think about that, Jaren? I'll tell you what I think. I think that's the only kid at that location that wasn't homeschooled, all right? Yeah, dude, I saw that hook. That was a public school takedown. I'll tell you right now. That kid's seen some stuff, all right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but go to a, go to a fast food place. Get a large drink cup. Not a drink, a drink cup, right? And then tape that cup to the roof of your car. <laughs> right? Or golf cart or whatever you guys drive around here for some reason. Oh my gosh. I was getting into town and everyone's driving golf carts going 15 down this road and I'm already late to get here. Right? And you guys don't drive normal golf carts. You still have lift kits on your golf cart. Right? <laughs> whatever. Put a, put a drink cup on the top. Right? People, you, people lose their minds. Okay? You'll be at a red light and someone's leaning out of the car next to you. Hey! Your drink's on the roof, right? <laughs> you got your music up, windows down. You're like, yeah, go Bulldogs or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're a bad person, leave a dog leash hanging out the trunk, you know? Oh, don't, don't put a dog on the other end, all right? Just the leash, man. <laughs> I'll tell you this, <laughs> my neighbor has an Alexa on his back porch, um, <laughs> which some of y'all look like you have flip phones because you don't trust the government, so I know you don't have an Alexa, right? <laughs> some of you, yeah, I, mean, I know, is that you right there? I bet, man. Every night you're like, all right, get me when dinner's ready, I'll be in the bunker, all right? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to keep making fun of you, you probably got like six guns on you right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is the faces of the people who are like, <laughs> those are my favorite jokes. Uh, my neighbor's got an Alexa on his back porch. I hear him out there all the time. He's like, Alexa, play this podcast. Alexa, turn my heat to whatever. <laughs> Every night I go out to my back porch and I go, Alexa, turn Josh's lights off. <laughs> turn them back on. He thinks his house is haunted. honest with you, man. Fun is free, okay? That's free to you, man. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, man. But I've been having a lot of fun, to be honest with you, man. It's, being engaged is awesome. Um, it's a really good time because uh, all of a sudden we're spending our money already. Uh, is anybody else engaged in here? Anybody else? No? All right. Well, what happens is you get engaged, then suddenly we got a speeding ticket last week. Uh, 
That's still you, right? I love her. My parents love her. That's a dream. You know what I'm talking about? Have good in-laws. Man, my parents love her. They love her. They would choose her over me any day, which is great. I love that, you know? And my parents, like, here's the thing about my family. My family's been pretty divided on some stuff. Okay, cool. Do you feel that weird hush that fell over the room? All right. Yours too. Cool. <laughs> Y'all saw how tight my pants were, and you're like, I think we disagree. <laughs> All right. So, uh, no, we, we've been pretty divided on some stuff. Uh, but, like, my, my core family, we're not, like, here's the thing. You have opinions. I have opinions. And I don't care what yours are. And you don't care what mine are, right? Like, why do we got to? Does anybody have relatives, though, that come to Thanksgiving and they ruin the whole day with their stupid arguments? You know what I'm talking about? If you don't have that relative, it might be you, okay? (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, your whole family is done with that, okay? Quit doing that. Because they'll come with, like, PowerPoint presentations, and they sit there, and they go, Shut up. Everybody, shut up, Okay? I'm so, everyone else is too nice to say it to you. I get to be the guest speaker who's like, you're terrible, all right? (laughs) But like, I'm not, I don't want to argue with people, but I am the person who leans in and says something and then just like, (laughs) backs out and watches it happen, you know what I'm talking about? Last Thanksgiving, I leaned in and I was like, honestly, they should take our guns. Oh, yeah, my uncle reacted the same way half of y'all men in here did. We were looking under your seat. Where's mine right now? What'd you say? Right? Like, dude, my uncle saw my other uncle through the wall. My mom pulled me aside, and she goes, Jaren. I think that you should go for a drive. And come back here when you're ready to be part of the family. And I was like, I'm going to go read Harry Potter in the car. <laughs> Just stirring stuff up, man. I love it. I do hope that you, you decided with your family that you love each other more than you love your opinions. All right? It's important to let down like your, your need to be right so that you can focus on what's right. You know what I'm talking about? And so my family, it, <laughs> it took a long time, but it also helps when you get a golden nugget that brings you together. Um, and my family got that at Christmas time because my cousin brought her boyfriend home to meet the family. You know, and we all agreed, divided as we were, uh, that he sucked. (laughs) Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Everyone's always like, love will bring us together. No. Mutual hatred will bond you for life. You know exactly what I'm talking about. No one wants to admit that, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend, okay? And this kid, I mean, we all had different reasons for not liking it, but one of the main ones is that he'd gone into town to get something. He came back, and from the driveway... He honked the horn. I know. And like, listen, like, <laughs> I grew up with a Bible belt. I'm assuming it's the same way down here. Like, that's a no-go, right? Any dads in here, right? Because the first date I ever went on, I went to pick the girl up. Her dad answered the door, and every single one of his guns is on the living room floor. Is that the same down here where I'm, like, tiptoeing over rifles, Right? And he's like, you're going to have her home by 10. I was like, I'll have her home by 4.30, dude. Like, like, do not worry about me at all, right? I, was, I would never do that. And my uncle didn't say anything. She just went out there, got in the car, and they left. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I'm not a dad, right? But if I have a daughter and some twerp honks from the driveway, 
I'm not even this kind of dude, but I'm shooting from the front porch. <laughs> yeah, dude, my wife knows how to hide your body, okay? So, <laughs> and I have some punctured lungs. <laughs> That's dumb, man. That's dumb. <laughs> I like to laugh, man. I like to have fun. Um, <laughs> Pastor Coles, we were talking about me coming and doing this, and he asked me to, to share a story and just kind of... Uh, um, and I, so I was thinking about it, like what I wanted to talk about. And I, I like that we're doing this like harvest. What are we calling this today? Harvest fest? Fall fest. Okay. All right. Cause in my town, here's how you knew where the good Christians lived, right? Is during trick or treating, their house was black, no lights on curtains closed. They were like, no. Right. And so, uh, <laughs> and like, I don't know. I grew up, I grew up in, a, in a community where it was very important to, to make sure everyone knew what we were not okay with. You know what I'm talking about? And, uh, and so I wanted to share with you real quick in the last couple of minutes we got here. Uh, in Luke 19, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of a man named Zacchaeus. Are we familiar? Okay, all right. I'm going to go through this with you. Um, this is one of my favorite stories in the whole Bible, but it's really important to me uh, that we get this right. Um, and I think we have a really important opportunity, especially in the world that we're living in now, to engage with people that we may not like or agree with all the time, right? And so I'm going to go through this in, uh, in Luke 19, verse 1. It just says this. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. There was a man there by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector. Now, I don't know what y'all know. We're going to have to pretend for a second and take ourselves to a world where people don't like paying taxes. <laughs> if you can imagine it, Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing about being a tax collector where, where Zacchaeus was, was that this is the Roman Empire, right? And Zacchaeus is a Jewish man, which means that he is of these people, and he has then sold them out and is working for the people who are oppressing that people, right? That's what a tax collector is. That's why the Bible is like, ooh, they're bad people, right? And not only is he a tax collector, but he's a chief tax collector. So he's like high up in the ranks of the enemy, Right? And so we already don't like paying taxes. And also, the taxes at the time, they're not going to build a good tennis court in Jericho. All right? They're not improving the roads. The Romans are just keeping that stuff. Okay? All right? So people don't like Zacchaeus because he's a tax collector. He's a chief tax collector. Ooh. Everyone go, boo. Oh, lame. Come on. Get into it. A chief tax collector. I like you guys a lot. Okay, here we go. And then it says this. It says he's a chief tax collector, and he's wealthy. Ooh. Do you think the Romans are paying him well? No. How do you think he's getting rich? He's stealing it. Here's what they did. The Romans are saying, hey, Zacchaeus, we need $200 from every house. Dollars, whatever. Right? And he goes to the house, knocks on the door. He goes, the Romans want $400. And the people have to pay it. Right? And then he pockets that 200 and he gives his 200 to the Romans, and it's, a, it's an enterprise, right? And so he's a chief tax collector, and he's rich. <laughs> Some of you didn't want to boo that. <laughs> no, he's rich because he's greedy and he's a thief. There we go. Some of you were like, he's not bad. <laughs> Here's what's happening, right? Is that he hears that Jesus is coming through town because Jesus is making waves. There's some rumors going on around everywhere. People have heard this guy's doing some crazy stuff, all right? And so he heard that this Jesus guy's coming to town, all right? And so he gets down there and there's already a crowd formed. People have signs, 
right? It's like if Harry Styles was walking down the street, you'd see packs of 14-year-old girls just lining the road, right? I mean, like, I, there's a crowd. People are there, five guys with their shirts off, J-E-S-U-S, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Families are dressing up like we do for Easter. There's a family of homeschooled kids, all 17 of them, right? They got out of their big passenger van, matching little vests, right? They're walking in a line. You know who I'm talking about. It's fine. We're still... <laughs> They're not here. The pews aren't big enough to hold them. So, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there's already a crowd. And what do we know about Zacchaeus? Anybody remember the song? He's a wee little man. How rude, all right? We didn't have to be mean to him, right? He is, but he's short. Right, so he shows up and there's a crowd facing the street ready for Jesus to pass through. And he's like trying to bob in between people's legs, you know. He puts on a sweater vest and is trying to pretend that he's the 18th kid in that family. You know what I'm talking about? Like he's a short man. I like that visual, that's hilarious to me. All right, but he shows up, he can't see over the crowd of people who are there to see Jesus already, right? And so he's trying to bob in between. And I imagine there's also some people in the crowd who know who Zacchaeus is, you know. All, everyone knows who he is. They see him, they're back there, and they're kind of doing that thing. You've been to a concert, and someone's trying to push their way to the front, and you kind of, all of a sudden, you're a big, strong tree. <laughs> but I bet there's some people who are trying to make it a little more difficult for him to get through, right? And so what does it say he does? It says this in verse 4. I'm going to drink this water. I hope it's mine. It says, so he ran ahead. Now, I don't know if you guys had the, the felt... Bible board that I had growing up in Sunday school. Uh, I don't. I don't think that uh, Zacchaeus is wearing track shorts and New Balance shoes, right? Uh, Jewish men don't run for a couple reasons. One, it's undignified. They don't do that. Uh, They would have to lift their robe up and they would show their bare legs, and that's a no-go in their culture, right? But also, they're wearing a robe and like sandals. Okay, so they don't run. So the fact that it says that he ran, that's already like a, whoa, okay. And then he climbs a tree. Now, I don't know if you guys know anything about Jewish culture. Jewish men don't climb trees, all right? It's undignified and the whole robe situation, right? Like, they don't do that. So it says, so what that shows is that Zacchaeus is in a state of desperation, right? He's trying to break through this crowd. He can't figure out any way. So he runs ahead, which is like a, already like a, oh, Zacchaeus, where are you going, dude? You ever see somebody run and you're like, should I be running? You know, like, so he's running, which is undignified, something that's way out of character for a Jewish man in that culture. And then he's climbing a tree, which is just deadly. Like, okay, Zacchaeus has lost his mind. All right. And then also here's his plan. His plan is just to be in this tree and like camouflage himself as G- he's like, I'm going to see Jesus. And like, they're not going to notice him in that tree. <laughs> like, he's just up there like, okay, hold real still. All right. He's wearing camouflage, but an orange hat for safety. And uh, <laughs> hunters in here. There you go. <laughs> I grew up in the Midwest. All right. It says this. He, he says, Jesus is coming that way. Right. And when Jesus reaches the spot, he looks up obviously sees Zacchaeus, right? And then he calls him by name, right? Now, I don't know. There's a big crowd, and they're all focused on Jesus. And then Jesus goes, Zacchaeus! Now, this is a crowd of people who hate Zacchaeus, right? So they're like, they're like oh, yeah, we've heard of things about this. We've heard things about Jesus. Jesus is going to strike Zacchaeus with lightning, right? 
They're like a little, they're almost like foaming at the mouth. They're like, get him, sick him, Jesus. Get him, right? Because they go, we want justice. Yes, yeah, tell Zacchaeus he's the wrong one, right? And so everyone in the crowd, they're looking at Jesus. Jesus points and says, Zacchaeus, everyone's heads go, right? And they go, it's time. It's time for justice. But what does Jesus say? He says, quick, come down. I want to be a guest in your home today. And the crowd just... (laughs) (laughs) What? Right? It even says this. It says that they murmured. They mumbled. They muttered. They grumbled. They were angry. They said, are you joking? They said, "Don't, don't you know who that is? Are you, hold on, I know you're new to town, dude. <laughs> but like, I got all my kids here for this. And you're gonna go to his, we made lunch, dude. Like, we got the crock pot on. Like, we were hoping that you were gonna say, you're gonna come to our house. We were gonna invite you. No. <clears throat> okay, let me just tell you about this guy, okay? <laughs> he comes by our house every day. And he's like, the Romans want this one. He steals from us. What are you talking about? You're going to his house. You should come to my house. I've earned it. Right? I've earned your attention. Zacchaeus? Dumb. Right? Crowd murmured. They grumbled. They couldn't imagine that Jesus would turn his attention towards Zacchaeus. Right? And then it says this, and we don't even know what Zacchaeus and Jesus talked about in his house. But after that brief interaction, that hanging out with Jesus for just a few moments, Zacchaeus comes out of that and says, I will give back everything I've stolen. I will give back four times what I've stolen. I've done wrong, and I want to live righteously. And Jesus says, this is someone who's part of this family. Right? And the crowd stands there, chest painted. And they're upset still. And I think about this story a lot, right? Because when I look at this story, what I like to do when I read scripture uh, is a lot of times, one, I want to know what's going on in the story. I want to read. But then I also want to figure out, like, who am I being in this story, right? There's a couple characters I want to walk through real quick as we're closing up here um, that I definitely have been in my my whole life. I told you I grew up in in a conservative, small Midwest town, right, where we were like, no Halloween, right? It was very important that everyone knew what I was against. It was very important that everyone knew that I knew Zacchaeus was wrong, Right? And so when I look at the crowd, I see two types of people in that crowd. One is those people who were bowing up, and they were sitting there blocking Zacchaeus. There's plenty of them in the crowd who knew Zacchaeus was wrong. And to be honest, was Zacchaeus wrong? Yeah. Zacchaeus had done some really bad things and had hurt a lot of people in that community. Were they maybe a little, like, there's a feeling of justification to block him out. There's a feeling of, I'm doing the right thing by cut, like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bow up, and I'm not going to let you in. Right? There's, there's people in the back of that crowd who are kind of like, you know, kicking him back a little bit. Like, get out of here, Zacchaeus. You know? And I've been that person. I've been that person that I've prayed not for a person to, to see Jesus or to experience God's love in a way that would change them, but for God to show them how wrong they are. I have been that crowd member. But there's also a different crowd member there. And I think it's, it's I don't know if it's better or worse, but I've been the crowd member that didn't even know Zacchaeus was back there. I was so, like the crowd member who's at the front, chest painted, so excited for what God's doing, so aware of what Jesus is doing, so focused, eyes locked on Jesus. And, and that's a good pursuit. 
right? That's a good and righteous pursuit to say, oh my gosh, this guy is doing crazy awesome things and I want to be a part of this and I'm so focused and I'm so in this moment and present here, but I'm not even realizing that by me being here and so in tune and so focused that I'm missing out on Zacchaeus who just wants a glimpse and I'm unintentionally standing in his way. I'm unintentionally by my, and, and, and it happens whenever we go to lunch with someone and we dive into this just crazy spiritual conversation. It happens in the moments where we're trying to give good advice when all the person needs is someone to listen. It's not that what we're doing is wrong, but it's not what's needed for that person at that moment, right? And we can say, oh, but I'm doing the right thing. I'm pointing them to Jesus. I'm saying, look, he's doing crazy things, but he just needed a glimpse, and so Jesus is alive and well. He was, he is, he will be. So I'm going to let him be him in this story, right? But there's two kinds of crowd members. I've been both of them. The person who knows Zacchaeus is there and is shutting him out. And the person who doesn't even recognize that he's there and is so focused on this pursuit that I'm not even, I'm not realizing that I'm creating a barrier. I'm speaking in a way that doesn't make sense to someone who doesn't know Jesus. I've gotten so locked into my church group and my church friends that I don't even know how to be friends with someone who's not a part of this. And there's a person, there's a character in the story that I desperately want to be. I desperately want to be. And there's also times where I've been Zacchaeus. I don't want to gloss over that. There's been plenty of times where I have been on the outside. I have been standing there. I was like, oh my gosh, I just need, I know that I've messed up. I know that I've done terrible things. I know that everyone in my life, I've hurt them. I've done horrible, hurtful things to them. And it feels like I can't even go to them to be like, hey, I don't know where to start to repair this. I am on the outside of the community and I need just a glimpse of Jesus, but it feels like I'm locked out. It feels like I don't know where to start. I've been Zacchaeus. And if you're here this morning and you're that person who just needs a glimpse of Jesus, can I tell you, the reason I was willing to fly overnight to be here is because I got to hang out with y'all here in February and I've gotten to know these pastors and the people here in this community want to offer you an ability to just get a glimpse of his love. And so that's why the character in the story that I desperately want to be and I want to challenge you to be in your life and in your community and this church is the tree. Because even in the midst of this crowd, the tree was someone that, that Zacchaeus sees an opportunity to climb this tree. And because of that tree, he sees Jesus. And Jesus not only says, hey, I want to hang out with you, but calls him by name. He says, Zacchaeus, I know you. And if, if Jesus knows Zacchaeus' name, don't you think that Jesus knows everything else Zacchaeus has been up to? And even then he says, Zacchaeus, I want to go to your house. I heard you're rich. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I want to be the tree. I don't want to be a person who shuts someone out until they've earned their place in Jesus' presence. And I don't want to be so focused on my church group and my pursuit of Jesus that I'm not aware of the people around me who need to be even introduced to him. I want to provide opportunity after opportunity after opportunity for someone to see Jesus through their relationship with me. And so I want to pray this morning. That's why I do comedy the way that I do. I, love, I go to comedy clubs. I go to colleges. And I love laughter. It brings us together. And I hope that I didn't offend anybody today. I, you know I'm just joking around. right? But I truly want to see people know Jesus and not know what I want them to. If Zacchaeus, if someone in that crowd had convinced Zacchaeus to just give up his money and stuff, I don't think that would have been enough. 
Because that wouldn't have changed his posture. That wouldn't have changed him. He wouldn't have encountered the incredible, awesome love of Jesus. And so that's what I want to be focused on. That's what I would challenge you to focus on. I'm going to be honest. This community has been so good to me. And I'm so honored to be here with y'all. So I want to pray. Um, I want you to just reflect on where you're at, and I'm going to pass it over to Pastor Carlos. And thank you again for letting me be here with you. God, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you so much that you know my name. You know every deep part of my soul. You know every good thing about me. And you know every thought that I would never speak out loud because it would make me look so dumb and dark. But you know it and you see it and you pursue me still. God, first, I want to sit in that love. I want to accept that love. I know I'm not deserving of it. But I'm so, so thankful for you and your presence here. God, would you this week and next week and the week after open my eyes to those around me who just need a glimpse of you? Would you provide me wisdom? Would you give me the words to say, the friendships to pursue, the, the, the ears to listen? Would you allow my presence to be an extension of yours? That I may show those near me you instead of what I want them to be or what I think they should be or whatever else, God, I just want them to see you and I trust that you will move in that person. But first and foremost, I am that person, God, and I want to accept your love and be in your presence today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving Zacchaeus. You are so, so good. And I will worship you with my life. Give me joy, give me peace, give me patience. Give me you. Thank you so much, God. Amen. We hope that you were challenged, impacted, and blessed by the message today. We're so glad you joined us. For more information, please visit LegacyChurchAI.org or take a moment to follow us on Instagram at LegacyChurchAI.